everyone. Welcome to Undefined Women. I am your co-host, Agnes. And the last few months, Margaret and I have really, or, or this month in general, have really been trying to um, take a step back and reevaluate the podcast and what we want out of it, as well as being able to juggle our day-to-day jobs, the podcast, for me, school, and soon Margaret school, um, and then just all of the life changes that have been going on, as well as trying to practice taking care of ourselves and self-care and being able to eat and shower and be a human being. Um, But obviously that is extremely exhausting and it's a lot to ask um, one, uh, two people. (laughs) So um, we've definitely been the last few weeks kind of focusing more so on solo episodes, um, which, you know, if it's not for you, some other people might like it, but honestly, I, I'm really enjoying the solo episodes. I, I, I really enjoy journaling and meditation and, and I'm definitely that person that talks to themselves all the time. So if anything, it's kind of an opportunity for me to, uh, take a step back and, uh, talk to myself and get some of this the, the shit going on in my head and just put it down um, in an audio recording. So today's episode, I was going to talk about some other shit. I think I was going to do like a, a story time of the, some of the stuff I went through in high school, but I kind of feel like that's something I've, I've talked about enough. I don't want to bore you guys with the same old story. Um, but if you are ever interested, just let me know. Um, I definitely, Margaret and I are very much open to recommendations or any questions. Honestly, we're pretty open people. So we definitely want to entertain you guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I and I feel like right now, especially in the month of March, I've really been coming down from the seasonal depression that I suffered from in January and February and how it was always dark outside and I was just always busy and stressed about school and stressed about work and stressed about this and that and March is really like it's coming up into spring and it's truly a season of reevaluation and um, rejuvenation and being able to kind of take a step back and start to enjoy the lighter hours and the longer days and the warmer weather, uh, making plans for the summer. And I actually just came back um, from over the weekend from a trip in California. And I feel like that really kind of kickstarted my spring. Now I feel like really excited about all of my other plans and just kind of like it was kind of like a, going to California again was kind of like a funeral to the winter and being able to truly welcome the spring into my life. But throughout this fe- this experience of honestly feeling really good in my life, um, obviously every day is different and it's not like ev- my, this entire month has been like super amazing. I mean, every day has its ups and downs, but for the most part, I'm definitely feeling a lot better about life. Um, but I've been evaluating a lot on um, the whole concept of how people perceive me and the way that I perceive other people. And this truly is a very uh, diverse topic and complicated because it's such a, a weird concept that's truly just built up in our heads. It's not something that you really see um, in your day-to-day life. It's just kind of like going through my life and 
thinking about the different things in my life that have been affected because either I cared too much about what other people would think about me or I cared too much about what I thought of other people because we are not perfect and I, it's such a human thing to judge other people and none of us are completely um, safe from that fault. So I'm definitely going to take it back all the way to third grade I was going to a private school and I was a freaking weirdo. <laughs> I was definitely that kid that would say weird shit. I was like into farting jokes. Um, I would just do very tomboyish things and say weird shit. Uh, and I was not part of the popular rich girl group. <laughs> and um, not that any of them are, there's anything bad about them, but it was just a different breed than I was. And they would kind of pick on me a little bit. I mean, it definitely was a little strange (laughs) for a private school, but um, they would pick on me a little bit. And I remember like constantly feeling um, this need to be uh, like, like almost a need to rebel against these, these, this group of people. They were mostly girls Um, and, and make myself seem like, you know, fuck the popularity and you guys are just mean girls and who cares if I'm going to live my life, but also, um, feeling this need of acceptance by them, because if I was just accepted by them, maybe I would love myself a little bit more, or maybe my life would be a little bit easier, or maybe my life would be more entertaining Um, I'd be able to be invited to more party birthday parties or sleepovers or just be included. I think that's definitely um, a big part of the this whole concept is being included into something and um, being a social creature in general. And I remember one day the uh, this group of girls they were all having a a sleepover and it was the next day or it was the Monday and coming to school and one of the girls that was kind of part of the group was also like kind of friends with me and we got to talking about the sleepover and she was telling me like oh my god Agnes they and then they started talking about you and they said that you're really weird and and just a bunch of other shit that I don't remember but they they were talking about me at the sleepover and a part of me, part of me was like, whatever, like who cares? The haters going to hate, like whatever. Um, but then the other part of me was very disappointed because deep down, all I ever wanted was to be accepted by them. And it was like this fear or, or this, this fear of them not liking me but also this hope that maybe it was all in my head. Maybe they did like me. Maybe I wasn't so bad to them. Um, maybe they just didn't have time to include me in their group sort of situation. Um, but it definitely kind of was a, it was a funeral for that because it was like, oh shit, these people really don't like me. So after the third grade, I ended up leaving the school and I became homeschooled throughout middle school And during this time, you know, we started getting smartphones and back when Instagram had their super old, like brownish logo (laughs) there, and there was no such thing as Instagram stories or anything like that. It was just plain old Instagram. And you can only post like square photos, but 
um, I remember getting an Instagram account back when I was probably like in the seventh or eighth grade and, you know, Snapchat filters were the thing. And, uh, I remember, you know, having an Instagram and posting, you know, the occasional photo and coming across these girls, this, the same girls that I knew from elementary school in, on Instagram. And obviously I felt like, oh, like, I wonder what they're up to. So I would follow them and then they would follow me back. So then this kind of like opened up this like whole door of like, oh shit, here's all these people that I used to be jealous of or these people that I wanted to like me so bad. And now here's my opportunity for them to like me. So this is now where, um, how social media started to become extremely toxic for me. So I'm sure we all know that feeling of taking a cute photo or a picture of or like a selfie or a picture of your outfit or a picture of a scenery or something, um, whatever weird shit we posted on Instagram back then. And sitting there like right before you're going to post it, you write out your caption with some weird emojis and you start critiquing it. And, and it's not that I, I felt that I, I looked ugly or, or the photo was weird or I didn't like the photo anymore, but I started creating these stories in my head, um, of like each person that I knew. And it was like each person that followed me, it's like, what, what does this person think of this photo? And I would create the story. This person thinks this about my photo and then the next person, this person thinks this about my photo and it's something completely different. And just kind of this like weird, like going through your head and you start like imagining how people are perceiving your content. And then eventually you build up the courage to post it and you post it and then you don't look at Instagram for a while and then you look at it and people are like, oh my God, so cute. (laughs) And then eventually like a month later, you end up archiving it or deleting it. (laughs) That's literally the story of my Instagram. Um, And this went on for years. I mean, even to this point now, I've definitely gotten a lot better. I'll get into that. Um, But yeah, like, and then going, growing out of that phase and then going to high school. And let me just say, I don't think I ever gained the satisfaction from that situation. Like none of those girls, I mean, sometimes they would comment and it was all very civil. Like at that point, nobody had any like beef or anything. Um, but it was, I never gained like the satisfaction that I was included in their group anymore or, or or that I was uh, part of them now. Um, it, I never gained that. And I don't think that, that it was that they were trying to disclude me in any way, but it was just that that whole feeling was completely made up. And so moving forward back in high school, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard the same story over and over again, but, um, again, it was the situation where people didn't like me. I was bad. And I don't want to say like I was a bad girl. Like I was people did not like me. Um, like they were, they had real religious reasons to think that I was not a good person. And clearly that fucked with my head and completely shattered a lot of the, 
perceptions that I had on myself or that I expected other people to have on me. And then I started kind of owning up to this whole like bad person attitude or, or perception. And I started kind of becoming used to this idea, like nobody likes me. And so at this point I might as well just do whatever the fuck I want. And I don't really have to prove anything to anybody because I've already proved that I'm not a good person. And that like genuinely fucked with my head. And I think that's ultimately why I got kicked out of the schools because it just starts to make a person not care about having a good perception. And sometimes like having a good perception, uh, having other people having a good perception on you can be a good thing. Like people at my job, I want them to have a good perception of me. So I keep my job. The audience. I don't want you guys to see my bad side because I don't want like that's not something that um, I I want to give out to the world. I mean, we all have our have our demons. We all have our bad days, and you know that's something that you don't want to just give out to the world. Obviously, I want to keep the perception of my good, my better side. But when people kind of gang up on you and start to, um literally tell you that you're a terrible person it completely flips this care in the world of having a good perception on yourself like your whole self-worth everything just completely crashes down you stop caring what people think about you it starts to ruin friendships it starts to ruin your relationship with your family and mostly starts to ruin your relationship with yourself so then I moved to Illinois And in Illinois, um, I lived with my sister-in-law and she was very into Instagram and uh, I can't remember what you call it, but like the fun Instagram account, not a Finsta, but like a glam Instagram. It was like a, an account where you just got a lot of followers and your family doesn't follow you because that's where you post like your thirst traps. I, I don't really remember, but um, she had this account and she started doing a lot and she was a very, very pretty girl and had like a stereotypical, like perfect body, like very, uh, like everything I wasn't (laughs) or that I didn't feel that I wasn't at that time. And I would watch her do like Instagram photo shoots or just all these different photos and see her post them and see, the amount of praise that she was getting from complete strangers and the amount like her followers going up and she's like, Hey Agnes, like you should totally do this. Like this is so much fun. So I would try to follow in her footsteps and as well, take all of these photos and, and do my, start doing my makeup and investing in and in wearing uh, quote unquote cute clothes, which I don't think are cute now, but <laughs> I'm trying like so hard to look good. And then it was like this opposite of what I had the the year before of, you know, people hate me. So now I don't care about myself, but now I want people to like me on Instagram. So now I have to care about how I look and what people think about me. So it was just a constant hot and cold. And I feel like I, again, never gained the satisfaction of people having a good perception on me. Because it was the same thing. I would post the photo and or or hang around with a certain person or or whatever. 
and then end up archiving it or ghosting the person or just pretending like it never existed because I never gained, you know, it was a, a week at, week or two after I posted the photo and I felt like I just, like I didn't feel full. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel hot or sexy or enough. And so I would just get rid of the photo because so I never had to see it again. So I wouldn't be reminded of what I thought was people having a negative perspective on me. This is a lot of dark shit. <laughs> I was not expecting this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then moving forward. So I'm going to talk a little bit about LA. Hopefully this episode is not too crazy and long, but I mentioned earlier that I went to LA last weekend and it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. I was only there for like three days and I, that was enough for me. And before, for those who don't know, I moved, I lived in LA for about a year and moved here to Phoenix, Arizona in November of 2021. And I've been living here since then. And, um, we go back to, uh, California often because my husband uh, works sometimes out there. So we go out there often and, um, I'll tag along sometimes for the weekend. So I went out there for the weekend and he was working most of the time. So I got to like hang out with one of my sister-in-laws and, um, I brought my dog with and, uh, just really being able to like spend some time by myself or, or just, you know, m- me and my sister-in-law and just kind of do shit that we wanted to do. Sometimes it's healthy to get space from your partner. Just going to put it out there, everyone. <laughs> it's okay to do things by yourself or with your friends, even if you're in a relationship. <laughs> um, but uh, we we would go to LA and uh, do shit and hang out. And before then, I was kind of feeling very nostalgic about about going to LA and I really missed it. And a part of me is like, oh, I don't want to live in Arizona anymore. Why did I ever leave LA? Um, and I, I just kind of like regretted it a little bit. But going back to LA, I knew almost instantly, like it was like a refreshing like realization of why I left LA. And I'm sure pretty much everybody has heard the stories of people moving to LA and leaving LA and they think that they hate it. And this is not me saying I hate LA. I love LA. I'll always be going back there, um, doing shit out there that I enjoy and going to places. The food out there is amazing, especially as a vegan. Like there's a lot of great things and people out there. Um, but I was reminded of, again, this whole obsession not only just in me, but with everyone around me of what the perception was on them. And just think of LA, like we've all heard of like the competition that happens in LA, like everybody's trying to make it. And especially in my age group and being, you know, I was part of a a little like spiritual community out there. And thankfully I was able to go uh, contribute to that as well this last weekend and, uh, and actually I'm just going to give a little shout out for people that are going to go to LA or, or visit or live there. Um, there's a event, a thing it's called uh, slow mornings for fast times gratitude group. Um, it's look it up on TikTok or Instagram. It's in Elysian park every Sunday at like 9am and it's like an outside thing. They have like a meditation bath and then a journal like a prompt uh, situation and everyone shares their stories. And that was like literally church for me when I lived in LA. Um, so I definitely recommend that if you're in the spiritual community and you're in town, 
um, Adam, the guy who hosts or created the whole thing. He's a super amazing person. This is not sponsored. I just, I love that group. Anyways, um, being around in this group, I definitely was exposed to a lot of people out there and not that I'm talking about anyone in particular at all, but just like through mutuals and just seeing the way that people live their lives everyone is trying to make it and how financially hard it is to survive out in LA. That's literally why my partner and I left LA, not because it's like, oh, we were broke, but it's because we were thinking about like where our money was going to and what, where we were investing our money into. And it is so incredibly expensive out there. And think about like rent and and even like gas right now or even owning a freaking vehicle in LA like all of it is just so incredibly expensive so a lot of people that I knew were either models um, actors or actresses or they were in college or you know being supported by their parents and not there's nothing wrong with any of that but it just made me kind of sad because I was in the same age group, but I was financially dependent on myself or me and my partner were. And, um, you know, we were kind of, we didn't really have some of the same opportunities that a lot of these people had. So I was just consumed or, or I guess like hit with this reality of like, holy shit, like, how real it is that people live their entire lives around how people perceive them, especially if you're an actor, especially if you're a model. And especially if like when you're in college and you have your parents um, investing into you, they're investing into your future and your life. And you have to prove to your parents that you're enough for them to invest in. And this is, this is so fucked up, but, or, or, you know, prove to your agencies that you're enough for them to invest in or to whatever shows they're on or, um, friends that they're with. Like all of this is just constantly proving. And that is how people gain their money. That's how they gain financial freedom. I mean, who gains financial freedom nowadays, but um, that's how they pay their rent. And going back to LA the last weekend, I really was just hit with this realization again. And I just knew in my heart, I was like, I have so much going on in my life right now. And I've grown so much since I left LA. And I just don't see myself in that world anymore. I just feel like I have kind of removed or or felt like this fresh breath of air being away from LA where it's like, I don't have to prove anything to my peers. I don't have to prove anything to um, the community because that's not the scene out in like Phoenix or, or Chicago or wherever else I'm from that's not what it's like. So I know that was a huge explanation, but (laughs) I I love LA. And if you want to move there, like by all means go for it, or you want to visit, it's an amazing place. And the energy there um, is really amazing. But I'm just saying like, that was my experience. And um, 
it can be scary. You know, some people are strong enough for that and that's amazing. And I think people can really find great opportunities out there, but of course it's not for everyone, not to mention it's extremely overpopulated. And, uh, if you don't feel like you're, you fit in, there's nothing wrong with leaving. Um, yeah, I think that we need to normalize that. So yeah, anyways, I let's, I kind of want to wrap this up, but at this point in my life right now, I again have experiences where I look back at people that I knew in my life, people that I knew uh, in elementary school, middle school, high school, LA, Chicago, here in Arizona, my family, um, coworkers, so many people that are in my life and every single one of them is from a different part of my life. Someone that knew a different version of me because we're constantly changing. We are evolving. I am not who I was two weeks ago. I'm not who I was a year ago. I'm not who I was in third grade anymore. And I don't I don't look like her anymore. I don't act like her anymore. Um, my priorities have changed. My hobbies have changed. My career has changed. My education has changed. And Obviously, I'm still me, Agnes, but it's exhausting to have to constantly feed into the perception that every single one of these people are have towards me. This expectation that every time I post something, I need to not only satisfy the people in my life right now, but satisfy all of the people that I knew in my past. And this realization that I had previously from this week made me almost feel renewed and I almost have like let go of this perception and I kind of started to notice stuff like posting on my Instagram story, posting on Instagram in general or speaking to people, um, whether it's in the grocery store, to family, through text message, at work, I have gained a lot more confidence in myself because I'm like, it's a hopeless battle because at this point, who gives a fuck what someone's perception of me is because I have literally no control over it. And when I am wrapped up in this whole idea of, oh my God, like I have to be perfect. I have, I need this person to view me this way in order for me to feel fulfilled in myself. That just makes me freeze up. That's what gives me social anxiety. That's what, um, where, where I have issues with, I can't speak to people without my face getting hot and red. I'm definitely that person. I literally blush over everything. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) Um, but I noticed that like, since I have kind of given up this whole obsession with people, with how people view me, um, I started to kind of open up a lot more and I feel more confident. And also in like my laugh, like I used to feel insecure about my laugh. And sometimes I snort when I'm, when I laugh, um, as well as like my clothes, like, you know, some days at work, I want to look homeless and sometimes I want to dress up and wear heels. And I used to feel like insecure about that. And now I'm just like, whatever, like there's nothing that you can control about that. And that's how I feel right now. And I, I really hope that this kind of stays because obviously life we're constantly changing and our priorities are changing. Our values are changing. 
Um, but I, I, I guess really in the long run of all of this, I hope that this is giving anybody uh, like a little bit of like a, a realization and, and I guess the a practice that I would ask of you this week is to start to notice what you're thinking in your head when you're conversing with people or you're on social media and, and putting yourself out there, whether it's in a text message or in a speech in class or, or anything like that or something work-related, um, think about what your brain is telling you. Like, what is your mind telling you when you're interacting with other people? Or is your brain wrapped around uh, yourself? Is it is it thinking to yourself like, how do how do I look? Um, how how do I act? Does my voice sound weird? Do I sound this? Do I sound that? Does this person enjoy me? And does this person? Um, Oh, and I'm sure a lot of this as well is, uh, can be related to sex as well. Like how consuming it can be to be worried about, um, how your sexual partner is viewing you. So yeah, just take a step back and start to observe this voice in your head that's telling you, um, how you should live your life because of this fear of how people are perceiving you and take that voice and switch it. You have complete power over switching the voice in your head. You have complete power in changing your priorities, complete power in changing bad habits. And it is hard as fuck. It is so hard to change a lot of these things. And some people are on different journeys at different times. This may be easy for one person and this may be nearly impossible for another person um, depending on the point in their life. But I think with all of this as well, we also need to have um, humility or, or in grace and uh, understanding and love for our humanity because I think that acknowledging that us as human, like that us humans are deeply flawed and um we're not, we're not perfect and we can't have everything in our control. Um, that can also open up a lot more doors. And then once you've kind of made that statement and claim, it opens up so many doors and, and before you know it, you're able to start to kind of control things again in your life and, and not just things in your life, like your job or your, or this and that, but, um, like I said, like your bad habits and the voices in your head and how you use your time and um, how you waste your energy. So yeah, anyways, that is my little, I like to say motivational speech. (laughs) Hopefully it was motivational, but um, I guess we'll just jump into the gratitude prompt today. I feel very grateful for the opportunity of helping people out. Right now, my mom, her car is in the shop and she's been having a few issues with her car. So I've had to, she works in um, the same part of Phoenix as I do. And so I've been kind of taking her to work very early in the morning and then picking her up after work. And it's exhausting because I have to wake up at (laughs) 4am on a weekday. 
And I don't want to do it all the time. It's very exhausting, but I've also noticed how much it has improved my day. And I'm able to go to the gym before work in the morning and after work, um, I'm able to help someone out and spend more time with my mom. I mean, who doesn't love that? And um, overall, I just feel very grateful that uh, even though it's another task, it is an opportunity to uh, spend time with family and just do good things in life. So that's what I'm grateful for. And for all of you, I would love it if you could also try to answer that question. Like, what the fuck are you grateful for today? Is it the color of the sky? Is it um, the fact that your face looks clear, your skin looks clear, or your, your makeup looks good today, or, um, someone was really friendly to you today. And gratitude is the most special ingredient of manifestation. And don't ever forget that. Love everyone. And I hope you have the most beautiful week and please count your blessings and do everything you can in life to make your time worth it and your love worth it. We believe in the power of taking even one minute a day to breathe and find gratitude in the little things. Wherever you are, if you are able, close your eyes, take a deep breath in and out, and reflect on something that you are grateful for today. We are so honored that you could join us in this discussion today, and we hope you have a beautiful week. If you enjoyed today's Unrefined Woman podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. To check out other episodes, please visit our website at unrefinedwoman.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. To stay in the loop and receive access to additional content, please follow us on TikTok, username unrefinedwoman, and on Instagram at unrefinedwomanpodcasts. Special thanks to Walter Birdsong for the album cover, Margaret Rainey for our podcast music, Andrew Cioni for our gratitude prompt music, and Sean Butcher for editing and production. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.